Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 631 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be having a chat with James Arda about his music. He's got a brand new single, Ocean, but so much more that you will have heard somewhere. We'll explain more about that a bit later on. We've got music from a new artist as well. Cassie Pearl joins us for a chat. We'll be hearing from Kelly Jeffs at The Lighthouse. They are open. They've got a new phone number. You can go and see films in the right place to go and see films in the heart of Wolverhampton. Plus, on top of that, we'll be having a chat with Lazar Vukovic all about his book, which helps you get done what you should be doing in your world and life. Yeah, more on that later. We talk about various documentary stuff too, but uh, that's always great for Natter. And on top of that, we'll be hearing from DJ Barbecue as well. I caught up with him on the phone the other, the few days ago. Uh, so explaining what's going on there. He's got some fantastic wine suggestions to go with your barbecue and some brilliant outfits to go with it. That's all on the way on the show this week. <laughs> Lazarukovic has not only been working on a documentary we spoke about a few weeks ago, but he also has a book out there to tell us more. He joins me from the beach. Hello, sir. Hi, Jason. How's it going? Oh, good here. And I'm not even slightly envious of the fact that I can see the ocean behind you pretty much. What's going on? Why? Why? Where are you and what are you doing? Well, I'm currently, I'm in Montenegro um, and I'm in a great place called Adriatica. Um, it's a fantastic beach club and, uh, and restaurant here. Um, no plug. But I just want to let you know in case you do want to come out and join me next time, Jason. I, th- I think uh, we should arrange this for interviews in, in, in future. I turn up at the, at the same tropical destination as my yeah. guests. Yeah, it should be a prerequisite, I think, um, <laughs> for, for interviews going forward. Um, no, I'm, so I'm in Montenegro, um, and it's where my, where my family are from. Um, and my wife, she's, she was born here. Uh, I was born in the UK, but we, we tried to visit here at least two two three times a year because i do have business here as well so unfortunately as i'm talking to you on from a beach it's just not all you know laid back and enjoying myself and shades on it's keeping the sun out of my eyes but dodging in between meetings as opposed to you know popping out to a cafe you've got i've got the luxury of uh, being by the sea and uh, so it's it's a mixture of uh, holiday, but uh, work and pleasure, pleasure as well. Well, if, if that can be your office, then that works for me every yeah. time. That is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, last time we were talking, we were talking about Boise and Belgrade, which again has the, the link to the nation which you're in at the moment. Uh, and uh, this time, we, we've got a look at this, uh, this book that you've got. And uh, I know you've been doing quite a bit of work uh, appearing on TV out there. Yeah. Uh, so do, you mean, do you mean this book, Jason? That's is that a, the book, book you Make mean? it happen. That will yeah, be the book, he says. So tell me more about it. <laughs> Well, uh, well, make it happen. It's all about making things happen. Uh, it's a real simple book. I mean, in terms of it's the first book I've ever written. It could be well, could well be the last. <laughs> but I always wanted to write a book. It was always, um, and the reason for, for writing a book is because a lot of friends and uh, people I meet would ask me, well, how, how do you manage to do, to do this? You know, when I'll explain what I'm doing. Um, and I've, I've been an entrepreneur since, since I can remember, you know, so from the classical uh, childhood playground trading, you know, I'd go to the, 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 sweets, the sweet shop, buy some sweets before, before school starts and sell them at lunch for a profit. Um, you know, and it'll take me all the way to, you know, in the UK, I had a chain of uh, toy stores on the high street. Um, so, I mean, I was always, you know, trading and making things happen and, you know, from 
from running a royal fund in, in the UK for, for Serbian royalty, helping uh, the medicine and, and healthcare in Serbia. Um, you know, whether it's profit or non-profit, I've always liked to not just talk about things, Jason, but actually put them into motion because I really get bored and people would irritate me that would talk about things, but say, you know, they'll always find an excuse like, oh, you know, um, only if it was only ifs, you know, when you hear only ifs, there's the only person that's put in the if there is yourself. So I decided to put a book together, which is it's in three parts. The first part is, is essentially my story, you know, growing up in, in England, being born in England to a Serbian family. My father was a, a minister of religion. So people would kiss his hand as, you know, kissing Christ as we do in Orthodox religion. But my friends would think he's part of the mafia, you know, <laughs> and so I've got some real quirky stories in there. The second part, is about my make, I suppose it's my make it happen mindset. Uh, it's, you know, this isn't a course, it's just simply me talking to the reader. And the third, the third part is, it's called you. And it's me asking some provoking questions to the reader, you know, trying to drill in, you know, what is actually stopping you? Because the reality is, Jason, there's nobody stopping anybody apart from yourself. And it, and it goes for everything in life. If you can get the right idea, the right background, and, and have the drive to do it, then yes, anything is possible. But it's about being in that right mindset. And this is where the book comes in, though, isn't it? This will help to get people to understand the, the bits that might be holding them back. Yeah, and I mean, what's, uh, what's key about my book is it's not, it's not all business. You know, I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about figures. What I'm talking about is self-fulfillment. So, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be starting up a, a brand new venture. It could be learning a new skill, learning to play the piano, you know, doing something that you've always thought about doing, but not doing it. Um, and I started writing this book just at the start of um, when uh, coronavirus hit. Mm -hmm. and, and the real thing is, is that what's kind of uh, resonated with me is that life is far too short. We're all here for a, a limited amount of time. And what's the point of, you know, wasting your life worrying about something or thinking about something without doing it so you know there's, there's nobody holding you back as i say you know if you want to do it just just go and do it it is that simple so get creative think, think through your problems uh so is, is there almost a checklist in there of those sort of things that yeah. will stop you doing what you need to do absolutely absolutely of course you need to have the fundamentals in place such as planning such as research you know you can't um you know, the term is often, often with, between entrepreneurs called winging it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that will only take you so far, right? And, and I really am against those people that literally wing it to the end. And the reason is, is because you let people down. You know, if you're offering a service or a product or something that you really know you cannot deliver, don't promise it, you know, because I see that as fraud, you know, um, and you're wasting people's time. So you can you can you can blag or wing only so far, but without research, without you know your due diligence and without planning and putting things in motion, you know, you should be doing all the groundwork before you actually get out there and do it. But the groundwork again, it shouldn't be holding you back because whenever I talk to someone, they're always batting back um, you know, questions to me and answers in terms of, oh, but I've got to wait for this to come in. And and the reason it, you know, with things that do take some time, you can push yourself to, to get the answer a lot quicker. You need to put that energy into to what you want to do. Through that energy, you can have the, the success you desire. But equally, I mean, in, in your case, I mean, you talk about working on not-for-profits as well. It hasn't just got to be about you. And, and very often, if it's not just about you, it works even better. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, to, to, the way I look at life, Jason, it's really so simple. And um, I'm not... Um, I'm not saying anything against these people that offer training courses or, or coaches or anything, but 
really, you know, you, you, everyone's got that inner voice. And my inner voice is always my eight-year-old child that I was inside me. And I get myself in, in situations and I'm giggling to myself, like, how did I get myself here? But the, the real reason is that you, you kind of draw that energy you think about, you know, and if you've got good thoughts, you know, you should only expect good things to happen. But if you're always thinking about negative thoughts and why this isn't happening or why that isn't happening, you're only going to kind of attract that energy. Now, don't get me, I'm not one of these people that, you know, they're all into these energy and, you know, but I'm just touching on a various, a lot of points, which, are, which I see are quite generic, but they, they do apply. So you're not talking necessarily spiritually, but you are talking you know, the, the, the drive that, that you need to, to succeed. And it's, it, it, I mean, we, we don't want to have misplaced self-faith, but you've got to be analytical of what you're doing. And, and, and that way you can have faith in what you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, everyone always says, well, you know, your self-confidence has got to be so high. At the end of it, Jason, I mean, we've all got self-confidence to some extent. Now there's people that could be people around you or, or it's usually, you know, don't get me wrong. It's usually the, your closest around you that they've got more influence over you than you think. Because if, if your parents or your brother or your best friend gives, tells you something you don't really want to hear about what you want to achieve, it means a lot more than the actual person that's done it and achieved it. Yeah. Because the person that's telling you this has known you all your life. So that, that self-confidence, it, you know, we've all got it in us. Some have got less, some have got more, but to nurture it, you've just really got to believe in yourself because, you know, you're the person that gets out of bed every day. Nobody gets out of bed for you, and that should be mm -hmm. where it all starts. Well, the, the book is out there. Before we talk about future projects, give us the details on how we can get hold of Make It Happen. So Make It Happen, Jason, it's uh, available in Waterstones. It's available on Amazon. Uh, our good friend John Chalice, he's written a forward to the book, and also a very good friend of mine, a chap called James Collier, who's a co-founder of Huel. If you've heard of Huel, it's one of the biggest startups mm -hmm. that the UK's seen in the past few years. Um, he's also very kindly written a forward to it and it, it's just um, it's it's a good book it might not change your life it might change your life but I hope to the to those that read it they can they can relate to it to some way shape or form and and it helps them on their journey well certainly the autobiographical bit will be well worth a read even if you uh, aren't looking to get into business but as we say well it doesn't have to be business it can be any part of your life that you want to make it happen in so uh, you can see how you can do that from there. So what other projects have we got going on at the moment then that we need to know about? Anything else on the, uh, the yeah, documentary front there's of filmmaking? A, there's absolutely, there's loads. And I'm thinking, what can I share with you? So I can share with you here in Montenegro, we're going to do a brand new series, a TV series that the UK and I'd say the Western part of the world have seen before, or at least a similar concept, but this part of the world has never seen it. So we, I've just did the deal with the TV, a national TV station here. We're looking to start filming it towards the end of September. Uh, we're doing 12 episodes. That's going to be really exciting for me. Uh, we're also, unfortunately... Uh, have we got a title for that one yet? Yeah, what, what no, I can't. That's under wraps. That's under okay. wraps. Uh, but, uh, but John Chalice was supposed to be right here next to me, mm -hmm. where he, you know, he's nowhere to be seen, but he was supposed to be here next to me in Montenegro, but due to coronavirus and, and, um, and just the way things are panning out, we've, we've delayed that to next year. So we should have a... A Boise in Montenegro, and maybe Marlene might join us as well next year. Um, but I guess pretty much exclusively for you, Jace, I can tell you that we're planning to uh, record in September, beginning of September in the UK, uh, 40 years uh, together of Boise and Marlene. So they're going to be talking about their their life throughout Only Fools and Horses, well, their marriage essentially, mm -hmm. you know, from Only Fools and Horses to Green Green Grass, and and it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot about Only Fools and Horses and 
because it's their 40th year anniversary on the 8th of uh, September. So that's all something to look forward to. Uh, meanwhile, give us all your socials and everything so we can find you and, uh, and, and check out what's going on and enjoy the beach with you as well. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I'm not going to blow my own trumpet too much, Jason, but what I've, uh, what I've found out is that if you type in Laza Vukovic into Google, it actually comes up with a bio, it comes up with all my socials and everything, and I thought, that's, that's, that's a bit crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you can spell Laza Vukovic, <laughs> just type it into Google and it should work. L-A-Z-A-R-V-U-K-O-V-I-C. And there's there's a twiddly bit on the T normally as well, isn't there? Yeah, there is, there is. But, but yeah, you don't have to worry about that. And I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. So check out Lazar there and you can enjoy his lifestyle and channel it through to hopefully your own by buying the book. That all sounds good to me. Always good to speak to you, mate. Thank you for joining us and enjoy your your beach having meetings. Cheers, Jason. All the best. With his latest single, Ocean, James Zada, is ready to take on the world once more. And he joins me now <laughs> to tell me a bit about the music direct from his studio. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm very tired. I'm very tired. It's too early for me, Jason. I don't know how you do. We were just talking about this. So I apologise. I don't normally look, look sort of close to dead. So. <laughs> yeah, you're looking fine. It's bright and early uh, for us on a Sunday morning. Uh, for the rest of the world, they're listening to music whenever they happen to be you know, passing uh, their, their smart speaker or whatever these days. And uh, music is of evolved a bit during your time producing it hasn't it well it has yeah i mean it's, it's one of the reasons why i'm doing it again now is because of the opportunities uh with streaming particularly you know i'm sure you know going back sort of 30 40 years ago you would find that unless you had a record deal you just couldn't get a, a record out to the people it just just wasn't possible um and so this is a great opportunity and you know if you're starting off today you've got things like youtube to help you you know you've got social media Instagram, um, you know, Facebook and things like this, which again, even now TikTok, it's a great opportunity. You've got no excuse and, and equipment, my goodness, equipment's more affordable now, isn't it, than it, mm. than it used to be. And, the, and you know, so, and the big thing is, is recording technology and it's what yeah. you can do. I mean, we would, you know, I think one of the first tracks to do exceptionally well from, from a bedroom recording, was it was it Blue Boy or something like that? I can't remember the actual, something in the 90s was done that way. But that involved an awful lot of, of time messing around. These days, you can build a proper recording studio uh, in you know, on, on a sensible budget and, and produce some amazing stuff. It's just the talent that you need. There's too many people there without the talent. You're one of those that has it, so... Oh, well, that's nice. I mean, I've been doing it a long time. I think, you know, the, the, there's a lot of music which is created with samples. I think that's probably what you mean, is that you can get a studio set up for about £500 mm-hmm. and you can sort of get lots of samples and there's devices which will play those in different orders and put effects. So you're kind of more like a DJ, I think. You know, that's what you're doing. You're mixing up, mashing up sort of sounds. You know, and, and there, are, there, are, there are fans of that sort of music out there. But I think what we're talking about is probably singer-songwriters, crafting songs, um, you know, and that's that. That's really my return to it because I've got that techni- technical background to create that. Uh, it, I, I enjoy the crafting of it, and I've got a platform to put it out onto. I don't need a, a record label; I could do it myself. So that's a yeah, that's a key difference. Yeah, and the thing is, there's people who know you will know it's worth coming to. Those who haven't discovered you yet are just waiting in the wings to be wowed. I think that's that's part of it. I mean, and and you've written so many pieces of, of work for so many different places, uh, including TV as well. And and I think you know that that's that's one of those things you ha- you have to be an, an awesome writer to get something right for a, for a TV market, don't you? 
Well, I'm lucky. I've, you know, I have, I've produced lots. I had to, because when I, when, when I started off, you know, I had a, a normal kind of nine to five job and I, I didn't want to do it, you know, and, and I got called a dreamer. You've know, you got to, James, you know, you've got to be like everyone else now. You could see they were telling me with a smile on their face, you know, <laughs> you've got to go to work. You know, you wanted to be a pop star. And um, I just found when I first started off, like everybody else, the deal isn't brilliant. I was producing uh, an album as a buyout, an instrumental piece of album, which was about 50 minutes for 300 pounds. So that wasn't enough to pay the bills, but I would I would do that. And then I would sort of do some other bits and pieces until eventually I did get signed to a label where because I was better known, my buyouts would go up to about 2000 pounds. So that would be then, you know, I'm professional. I've, I've actually got enough money to do it. So that's why it, it was kind of helping me. I was doing lots of music because that was the only way to bring the money in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, by producing a lot of music, it, it, it does get your name known. And although we all hate this whole concept of you playing <laughs> for the exposure, it, 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 there is still a, a part of that which is very much you proving your worth, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you do get better the more the more you do. and But you also have to be careful uh, in the industry that I'm, I was doing. I mean, a lot of people who might be wondering, this is pop songs and things, and thinking, well, he's produced all these albums. I've never heard of him. This was instrumental music, and it was uh, sort of thing if you go to a spa or, you know, you have a massage, that kind of thing. And, yeah, that music did well to sort of be used in television. Um, you know, sometimes in the back of Emmerdale Farm, you'd hear my music just being, you know, in some sort of sequence. Maybe it's really good for a sheep or something. We need Lou Ellen's <laughs> music. It looks really, it's perfect. Um, so, yes, I produced a lot of music, which was just about, I'd rather be doing that than having a normal day-to-day job. And I think you are taken advantage of when you're a musician, you know, and it's only when you can actually establish yourself that, and you have a following that you can you can get your money up a bit. And I've been lucky. It's taken me a long time. And then, I set up my label in 2005. That was a game changer because you then get more of the income coming in. Whereas, you know, with record companies, you get a very small amount. You're, you're, you're on about 15% at best, sometimes less. Yes, yeah, so a lot of people make a lot of money out of you and your work, but it, it, there is there is pleasure in it as well, which is oh, the, yeah. the, the upside. And, and I mean, you, the, the, back to the TV works briefly. I mean, I mean, what what's the sort of biggest show or the most unexpected show that you you ended up on? And, and have you suddenly found yourself in the background when someone's licensed your music and you you, know, you were watching Emmerdale, the sheep runs past, and you're thinking, hang on, yeah. I know that ditty. Well, it does happen sometimes. I'm watching TV and I'll turn to the wife and I think. I think that's mine. She'll go, yeah, I think it is. And, and later on, it's only when you get a statement, which is from PRS, which is where it tells you that, you know, what's actually been played on that. And so when my daughter was growing up, she became um, like a lot of teenagers really into Friends, which was a, a massive TV show. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise this until I got my, my PRS form that I don't know, my, my, uh, my track's being used on an episode of Friends. It was quite long. It was like uh, sort of two, two, two and a half minutes. I thought, What's going on in Friends? And there was um, a show where one of the, well, two of the characters, Phoebe, I think, is mass- massaging Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when my daughter found out that her dad's music was used in Friends, I was I was cool dad for, <laughs> for for a while. And then she started getting into this vampire series called Twilight, and I had nothing to do with it. So kind of my yeah, you know, that was it. it <laughs> my, pop, again. my my coolness waned, you know, and it hasn't regained since, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, all, all the massages in toilets are placed off the set rather than on it. That's the, <laughs> that's the issue. So there we go. But, but that's how, you... I was, was going to say, it's how I found out on, a, on yeah, PRS. PRS. You you, <laughs> you, you, I mean, it's been used on all sorts of things, brothers and sisters, um, American Horror Story, um, all sorts of unusual things. Yeah, like Emmerdale. So it's, it's only when you get that list, you think, oh, God, that's good. 
But you, you're kind of releasing these songs into the world like your children, and uh, you never know quite where they're going to end up. Yeah, well, I have to be careful. Some, some, <laughs> some, some recording artists they do relate to their their as their, their music and their albums as children. I produce so much and some of it for buyouts. I think that people would say I prostitute my children. I'm a really <laughs> bad father, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, I still care about my music, but yeah, I also have to see myself as doing it as a service. Uh, it's music for the people. If you want to do it for yourself, don't get upset if people don't like your music. But uh, very much, particularly with the instrumental, it was a service uh, for people to use my music. In a way, that's crossed over with my my pop music with James Arda. That I'm I'm trying to produce music which, hopefully, people will like, enjoy, make them feel good. You know, mm. that's that's the same ethic really in a way. Yeah, and and the, the track ocean. I mean, this is something that will help us feel good. The whole concept of sitting, uh, looking at the, the the blue waves rolling in, and uh, the, the video helps uh, promote that image too. And give the, what's the background to this song? You want to okay? <laughs> you want to know the whole story? Yeah, let's have let's have the story. Okay, so the story. Well, um, I'm, I'm very lucky that I've got like a, a hot tub, and uh, which I think a lot of people during the pandemic they all wanted to have a hot tub, didn't they? <laughs> so I, I decided, like most people, I, I'm, I always tend to get over the top. So instead of just having a normal hot tub, I got one of these kind of swim spa um, sort of things, which is lovely. You know, you sit in it and you can sort of massage yourself and also have a little bit of a swim around. It's got these power jets, but if you put those on, well, I, you know, I, I can't. It's like for Olympic Olympic swimmers. You know. I just can't cope with it. So I tend to just sit there in, in the bubbles. And I get these ideas in my head and I, I sort of turned to my wife and I thought, do you know what? It'd be really fun to get an underwater camera. Not because I was a pervy and wanted to see my wife underneath, but I thought it'd be really, really cool to, you know, to sort of video underneath, get the bubbles and this sort of thing. And then my mind started thinking, hey, it'd be really good to do a song, wouldn't it? So I've got an excuse then to buy the underwater camera and, and sort of video some underwater, underwater shots. So that was the kind of premise. And then when I went in the studio, um, I was playing around with some ideas like surfing and this this sort of thing, but I wanted it to be a kind of cool song. I didn't want it to just be about you know surfing, you know, because that you know that's that's been covered it's been a few times. Like the Beach Boys started that's yeah they happened. do. Yeah. So um, I wanted it to kind of be a bit sexy, and there is an expression. Um, the best way to describe this is because it's the wrong side of nine o'clock. But um, you know, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, that's quite a well-known track. That that song is all about holding back. And there's, an, there's also another expression, which is called surfing. So when you're surfing the wave, you're kind of holding back. So it's a very sexy song about a couple that are just trying to prolong that moment and surfing the wave, riding the wave. So it works as a nice kind of metaphor with the, you know, the sunshine, the holiday. And I wanted to make the video, which, you know, kind of reminded people because of all the clubs being shut and that sort of thing. You know, that Ibiza kind of feel, the clubs at night during the day, sort of, you know, sun soaked. So... In, in the video, it is actually shot in Wales during lockdown. And yes, that is that is me and my wife underwater with the underwater camera. But what they don't know is that around the sort of hot tub is loads of green screen, which is why it's superimposed and it looks like we're in Barbados, but we're not really in Barbados. That is all <laughs> that is all trickery. So it's probably really destroyed your whole, no. <laughs> your whole sort of ideal of, wow, this guy I would like to get to know so I can go to Barbados. You can come to Wales if you like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you to that one. Uh, the, the, the hot tub sounds fantastic fun. Uh, so we'll, we'll avoid the cameras on that occasion. Uh, so uh, you know, Story of ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it, it is out there. Uh, how do we find this and, and your work? And if there's anybody who is wishing to license your product as well, how do we do that too? 
Well, you, you can, I mean, basically, you can go um, and, and find it. So it's out on all streaming platforms at the moment. So if you put James Zarda and then Ocean, it'll take you straight to, straight to it on, you know, like Spotify, Apple, um, all these kind of platforms. You'll find that. If you want to contact me, I've got a website, which is jameszarda.com. And he has a contact email there if you if you want to get in touch and, and say hello or want a good good recommendation for a hot tub. Okay, we shall look out for the uh, the <laughs> tips on uh, on the bubbles. Meanwhile, let's take a listen to Ocean James Lada. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. Thanks. All the best. i yeah. 
lighthouse in the Chubb building at the heart of the city is back and it is doing some brilliant stuff. Great stuff on screen, loads of other things too, and a new phone number to boot to tell us more. Kelly Jeffs is with me. Hello. Hi, Jason. You okay? I'm good. Everything going well in your world, I trust? Yeah, it's uh, opening a cinema in the middle of a heat wave is an interesting time. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, cinemas are always a cool place to go. You don't get warm in a cinema normally, do you? Not, not usually. Uh, but mix that in with the, um, the ingredient of an, an international uh, football tournament and our phone lines down. We've had a, you know, it's been an awkward start. So there's some, uh, a stumble to reopening that you could have done without, but... We've got a new phone number. We've got some great, great things for people to come and see. So uh, let, let's be at what we have happening, because uh, I know the Lighthouse is always a fantastic place to come and enjoy the magic of the movies. Yeah, well, we, we, we reopened on the 11th of June, and we, we reopened with you know, huge Oscar films and Not No Madland and The Father, um, which they did really well. Um, and we're now going into a, a stage of um, the summer holidays, so... We wanted to sort of offer a, a nice package of um, you know, children's films or family films. Um, so we've start, kicked off that with Cruella and mm -hmm. uh, Peter Rabbit 2 that are on currently. And I actually saw Cruella last week and it's, you know, it's visually spectacular. And the, the music, the soundtrack is amazing. It's got some brilliant <laughs> songs in it. So, um, so yeah, that's, and then we're going uh, into the... Um, new musical, Lin-Manuel Miranda musical, In the Heights, um, which is a you know, whole, again, uh, dance spectacular that people who love Hamilton will, you know, will adore this. Um, and it's, you know, film Dreaming of a Better Future. And uh, yeah, so we've got those. And then we're going into August, uh, in, into the uh, depths of the uh, school holidays, we've got Crude 2, Paw Patrol, and we'll also be showing Raya um, and The Last Dragon, which is Disney's new offer. So there's there's loads on offer for, for young people. And I know that there's a whole, you know, discussion at the minute about people not being able to go on holiday or, you know, it's just a bit different again this year. You know, and people are going to, parents and carers, guardians, aunts, uncles, granddads, grand, grandmas, they're all going to be looking for somewhere to take the kids. Um, and then this is oh, it's a great place to do it, middle of Wolverhampton, nice and easy to get to. There's bus routes, there's all sorts, and yeah, parking's easy enough to do too. And the, the, the whole venue itself, I mean, you're still continuing with the COVID guidelines and, and above and beyond to make sure that you're keeping your clientele safe. Uh, there's a fair chance that some, some of your senior members, that, well, most people are going to be yeah, double vaccinated now, which is obviously going to help and, and make everyone feel more secure. But yeah. uh, you know, you've got a nice high ceiling in there. It's a cinema, so you, you've got yeah. a, a great way of sitting, enjoying, and uh, again, due to the size of the, the, the place, the sheer volume you've got, people can be distanced away from other yeah. groups too. we're keeping the distances in place at the moment, and obviously we've reopened the smaller screen upstairs, so now we can offer more, more films, the programme can be a little bit more padded out, um, and we, we've distanced that, that screen as well. We're just going to you know, manage it in-house and make decisions on if things get busy, you know, um, we, we can release some more seats and still be relatively well distant. The other thing that we have as well is we have our cinema cinemas fogged um, from a company that supports us through, through our COVID compliance uh, management, NPRO, that are Wolverhampton based. And they, they work on all the trains, um, you know, deep cleaning the trains and, the, mm. and uh, public areas at stations. 
and we they've supported us through um through this whole process of change so cinemas are fogged once a month with this special mist and that lasts for a month so we you know so we, we're going above and beyond really mm -hmm. and yeah i mean this is putting space. something onto the services which stop the transmission through touch and doesn't mean you don't hand gel you still hand gel to avoid you yeah. putting something on there in the first place but everybody hand gelling and everybody using the facilities in an appropriate way. I mean, personal hygiene has never been more in focus, but we know that people really are, are doing their bit. Continue to do that, and everyone can be safe, and this is the, the work that you're doing down there. But it's about going out and enjoying that experience, and you've talked about these films, and although you know, things have been available on streaming, we've seen so much more of that, there's still nothing beats going to the cinema, that shared experience. It's not like sitting on the sofa and making a mess of your own carpet. Go out and enjoy and spill popcorn on somebody else's yeah well you but know don't spill I mean, the popcorn because it's too good to waste <laughs> well we will have some popcorn on offer for um, from next week as well um but i mean think about um collective experience yeah the whole pandemic um time you know everybody was um you know heading towards platform other platforms netflix you know amazon prime movie you know and, and that's all well and good um, and the distributors of these huge films, are, you know, they're saying, right, we want cinemas open again, we want cinemas open again. So we're opening the cinemas and, you know, some of them aren't playing ball again by changing release dates. That's a problem that's going on in the background in terms of planning, you know, programming your, your months ahead. That's why we've gone um, up to a weekly programme. Yeah. And this is quite important if people wanted to know um, a little bit more about what we're doing in advance. We, we're regularly sending out a digital newsletter every Wednesday. So you can sign up for that on our website, uh, light-house.co.uk. And you'll get up-to-date um, digital newsletter that, because there may be some times in the future where we have to change things at the last minute. So that's why we're not programming so far in advance at the moment. So it's a little bit of a, a game in the background. But this week we've got um, Supernova, which is the, the Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci drama. And it's a beautiful film about a relationship between two men where one has has dementia. It's a, a road, you know, it's a, a journey of, of sort of um, their last time together. But it's a beautiful film and, and mm -hmm. we've had a lot of positive feedback about that. Um, we've also got After Love, which is a, a lovely, well... Again, it's it's not it's not the happiest of storylines, but it's a real good uh, piece of British storytelling. Yeah. Um, young director um, Aline Khan. Um, it's been supported by the BFI and BBC Films, and it stars Joanna Scanlon, which is one who, who is I think one of our really, you know, great actresses. She's one of those actresses that you think, oh God, yeah, she's really good. Sometimes people don't quite know who she is. Mm -hmm. She's one of those that crops up and it's a, a story of um, her becoming a widow and she finds out stuff about her husband that, you know, and it's like, oh, right, this is really interesting. So that's, that's that one. And then the one I'm most excited about that we've got coming up from the 30th of July is Another Round, which is uh, Thomas Winterberg's new film. Thomas Winterberg is the director that did The, the Hunt and... Uh, most recently, Far From the Madden Crowd. It's a Danish film, and it won the Oscar for Best Foreign Film, starring Mads Mikkelsen, mm -hmm. who is one of my secret um, 
you know, loves. And uh, it's a, a really interesting premise about four guys, you know, middle-aged, you know, bit, bit sort of disengaged with life. And they, they embark on an experiment about bringing your blood level up to a certain amount with alcohol on mm -hmm. constant. And it's investigating the consequences of that. And it's, I've heard through the Twitter stream that there's been some cinema audiences that have clapped at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's got, uh, you know, it, it raises discussions about, um, you know, the use of alcohol and, and the impact negative or positive it can have on people's lives. It's a fantastic film. I can't wait to, to screen that. Um, and Mads Mikkelsen's got some, some great, uh, he's got another one coming out, which we're showing later on in the summer, which I've had the privilege of seeing, Riders of Justice, which is absolutely amazing. So that's what we've got coming up. That's in things to look at. Light-house.co.uk is how you can uh, get online, book your tickets, find out more about all the other events. Uh, there'll be more things coming back to the Lighthouse soon because obviously you've got the gallery and uh, all the other space that's there. Uh, Lockworks open at the moment? Yeah, we've got Lockworks open. So the rule of thumb at the minute is we, we, we're not open on Mondays. We've scaled back a little bit and building up slowly. Um, and the bar is open um, the, an hour before the film screening start of the day. So have a look at what day you want to come. Um, and whatever time the first film screening is, we're open an hour before that. And the most important thing now to say really is that we've got this brand new exciting phone number. Absolutely, because this is how you get in touch to book your tickets. You can talk to someone real and find out more about what's going on. Yeah. The cinema is about being real and the lighthouse is so yeah. much part of it. Very much a community hub. And the fact that we, ha we haven't had you there for so long is, is uh, you know, just so distressing. It's back. It's available. It's now on 01902. 925. 225. I think I'm going to find that easy to remember. Oh, yeah, it's, it's quite 95225. Nice... Yes. Simple as that. And uh, you can uh, you know, get all you need to know about all the films, check what availability is like, find out how busy things are, uh, ring up to be reassured about the COVID safety, and uh, also uh, yeah, anything else you need to know in advance, and to check out what the menu is looking like in Lockworks as well. Yeah, well, again, at this point, it's like I said, it's a scale back, it's just drinks and cakes at the moment. But we will be bringing through a menu at some point. But you need to know whether there's going to be Victoria sponge or coffee cake. This is something to yes. phone up about. <laughs> but also, if people wanted to talk to me about event, putting on an event or um, a party or, you know, anything, a private booking in the space, just give us a ring, drop us an email and we can go from there. Yeah, because I mean, the courtyard itself, if you need to get some people together, but you still want to be able to do it in a good socially distanced way, again, it's the high roof. It's it's almost yeah. like you're outdoors because it was till the roof went on. So, you know, it, it, it is a, a good space to be able to uh, get fresh air and still be able to uh, avoid the elements, uh, whether that be the sunshine or the rain. And uh, I, I, Boogie's not an element, is it? And no, that's just me getting confused with the song by the Jacksons. So uh, <laughs> you can uh, enjoy the, the, the space that's there. Give us that phone number again and the web address so people can get themselves along. It's 01902 925 and the website is light-house.co.uk.
New phone number, new start, and a new chance to get yourself and enjoy what's going on in Lighthouse. Make sure you support it. And we know that places like the Lighthouse so rely on good, regular custom and people coming back, people spending. And it's more than just about going to the cinema. It is a whole experience. And, and you get that when you talk to the staff down there, all the passion that they have for not only the films, but everything else that they do. And, uh, you know, it, we, we need to support it. We've seen... Lighthouse struggling uh, financially in the past because of uh, you know, the, the, the need to, to, to really get people through the doors in, in, uh, in, in often difficult times for them. But if you can support it to do so, there's also the opportunity for the website to donate as well. It's a, a charity and it is well deserving of any support you can give. Thanks, Jason. That's the way to do it. Kelly, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you in the building in the not-too-distant future. Brilliant. Thank you. See you soon. Cassie Pearl has a brand new single, It's So Romantic, and she joins me now to tell me more about her work. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I trust we find you well. I'm doing pretty well, thanks. So explain a bit more about you, your work, and where you are. Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm working with the Animal Farm Records in the UK um, to promote and release my music. Um, I've been singing since I was a toddler, so this is a dream come true <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh, well, your music on the international stage is exactly where it deserves to be. And uh, it, what's what's the background to the, the sound and, and the way the band works? Yeah, so I do a lot of my own production. Um, I studied at Berklee College of Music in Boston. Um, and I, I just, I love doing it all. Um, what are your inspirations for this? Because when you're writing music, obviously it, it comes from the heart. And, and when you're talking about uh, something like romance, uh, obviously there, there may be a little bit of a tale behind this one. Right, yeah. So this was actually a shower thought. <laughs> okay. Um, I just, I was in the shower and the line, it's so romantic when you send unsolicited dick pics popped into my head. Um, and I just sort of decided to go along with it and write along to that. An unusual uh, background to a story, but uh, how does this fit in with the rest of your music catalogue? Because like you've been singing since you were young, so have there been uh, previous incarnations of your music out there for people to enjoy? Yes, absolutely, yeah. What is you know, the, the plan for the way you deliver this music to people? Are you looking at bringing it to uh, a touring uh, state as soon as the world allows? I would love to do that. Yeah, I love performing. That's where my passion lies. So I would love to get a band together and start doing that again. And, and, and okay, something that you've done previously? Yes, absolutely. Now, with you and, and your sound, how has this developed? I mean, have you got influences that have made a major difference to the way in which you write? Yeah, probably my biggest influence right now is Benny Sings. He's an artist from the Netherlands, and I just, I love everything that he does. Being up there in the, the world of music releases, any chance of a collaboration, do you think? Is that something you may be worthwhile you're trying to approach? Oh my God, that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but these, these things happen though, you know, when it comes down to those who uh, inspire our work, very often uh, you, know, you can get to work with them. So uh, uh, maybe that's one to get the PR team onto. That would be fantastic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to PR surrounding uh, your, your music, I, I know at the moment we don't have a music video in, in full. There's uh, some animated clips that go alongside it. But... Um, yeah. What, what is the aspiration there? I mean, are, are you uh, somebody who enjoys their time on social media? Yeah, I, I do. I find it a little bit difficult to navigate sometimes, but I do enjoy it. Star of Instagram or are you more of a TikTok kind of girl? I post on Instagram almost every day with new original music. So I get a chance to share uh, thoughts and ideas. 
And yeah, but being obviously that that is a lot of music to produce. So you must have an awful lot of share of thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I mostly write alone in my bedroom though. And what are the, are the aspirations uh, here? Uh, I mean, uh, it, obviously a platinum album would be fantastic for any performer, but uh, it, how do you see your wants for your career? I mean, what, what do you hope to get out of this? I just hope to make this a sustainable living. Um, mm -hmm. I really love what I do. And if I could make decent money doing it, I would be fine with that. <laughs> so it's it's a chance to, to share though and share those ideas and uh, I mean do, is is there like a collective of people who follow your work already to uh, yeah that, that are sort of hanging on the the latest releases? Yeah, I have a little over eight hundred followers on Instagram, and I find that a lot of them are pretty loyal. And and it's a, it's a two way thing as well for you that one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, we've got this uh, this single, It's So Romantic, uh, available. Uh, where do we find that and, and, and what are the main routes through to your work? So all, all the socials and, and the website, please. Yes, so you can find It's So Romantic on Spotify, um, any streaming service that you listen to, really. Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram at Cassie Pearl Music. Is, is there a back catalogue we can get in any way or is it mostly looking for your little live video clips? It's mostly my live video clips right now. Um, but I am working on releasing a full-length album. And, and how do you think you'll see that? Will it be kind of telling a story or will it be a, a collection of just songs of that moment? Um, it's just going to be a collection of random songs that I've written. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's going to be good. So eclectic is what works for you? Absolutely. <laughs> we like the sound of that. So, uh, I mean, Cassie Pearl, a name to look out for, absolutely. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, listening to the track. We're going to take a, a little uh, listen to that now. And uh, we can expect uh, some, some more fun things from you as we head through uh, into 2022. Absolutely. Cassie, great to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, if, you, if you had one little pearl of wisdom, what would it be that you'd share with us as we go into the track? Just keep going. You can do it. Simple as that. Cassie, great speaking to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm so enchanted by your divine ability to put your needs in front of mine. Are you granted some peace of mind by texting me relentlessly despite my no reply? Still your name pops on my screen, followed by W-I-D. There's a photograph attached, and that's when I react. It's so romantic, when you send unsolicited dick pics. You're at your mama snapping a quick click, attended to the chicks on your hit list. It's so pathetic, tell me, do you think that we're like that? I think like 1% of us like that.
followed by W.I.D. There's a photograph attached, and that's when I react. It's so romantic. When you send unsolicited dick pics, your aunt, your mama snapping a quick click, and send it to the chicks on your hit list. It's so pathetic. Tell me, do you think that we like that? I think like 1% of us like that. One in five of us are keen to show off our culinary skills this summer. However, we seem to lack the skills, as research suggests, experiencing burnt sausages on the barbecue, uh, charred vegetables and undercooked chicken, all of which sound absolutely horrendous. Uh, somebody who loves uh, a bit of uh, barbecuing is DJ Barbecue, who joins me now. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. Thank you for having me. Well, good to talk to you. So what is going on in the world of barbecuing? Why are we such failures? And how can someone like you, who knows a thing or two, help us fix it? Well, I mean, you know, England is definitely getting better at cooking outdoors and barbecue. And we've seen a lot of that over the last couple of years, especially with, uh, with the lockdown measures last summer. People started investing in their backyard because that's the only place they can entertain. And now the, the, the dinner party has gone outdoors. And that's, you know, I teamed up with Andrew Peace Wines and they... They, they hooked up with this scientist called Dr. Tim Wren, and he did this formula to figure out how to get the best out of a co outdoor cookout. And so they asked me for recipes, hints and tips, and I'm just trying to make everybody's outdoor cookout experience easy, you know, fun. Because the last thing I want to do when I'm hosting a party is stress out. I just want it nice and easy. I want to entertain and have fun. And so we just try to help people goof proof their cooking that sounds like a, a really good idea now because i mean to say you know a thing or two about barbecuing uh and on youtube and the like you are dj barbecue in real life christian stevenson so uh i mean where does christian stop and dj barbecue begin you know what it's hard it, those lines do blur and uh even my kids call me dj sometimes or some other names i'd rather not repeat right now <laughs> uh but so my whole thing is the quickest way to someone's heart is through their stomach and their ears. So good food, good music, some good wine equals good times and surrounding yourself with, with friends and family. Um, and what I try to do is give people those eureka moments of how to set up their cooker, their outdoor grill, 
so they can get the best out of it. And one of the big mistakes people make is they, they just cover the bottom part of the grill with loads of charcoal, and they've only got one heat. And that's just not the way to do it. If you're indoors, you've got that stovetop, so you've got dials. You can turn it up, you can turn it down. You know, you can get what you want. Well, you need to do the same thing on your outdoor grill. So I cook on a Weber 57, like the classic kettle, and um, I have two different heat zones. So I have like charcoal on one side, no charcoal on the other. That way, well, I have a couple of heat zones. I got that, that dynamic hot heat, and I got as you go towards the quieter zone where there's no charcoal, it's medium, and then it's like a, like a a low heat zone and that way you can get the right sear on your food and then move it to the indirect side where it's where your food's not sitting over a direct heat put the lid down on your grill and you turn your outdoor grill into an outdoor oven and then you can pour some uh some wine and have a good time well see because barbecues are the most relaxed way of entertaining aren't they the, the food comes when it comes everybody's having a chat there is no need to have them we are worried about whether they're going to spill wine on your carpet so that's always a good, i mean spilling wine obviously <laughs> criminal offense but you know it doesn't Man, didn't worry. I, I never thought about that jason like red wine on a white carpet's pretty lame but red wine on some grass or your decking you know <laughs> You're good to go. Yep, hose it down. The world's a happy place. So, I mean, when, when it comes to what we put on the barbecue, You're so though, wise. I mean, meat is one of the biggies on the barbecue, but roast vegetables on there they can work really well as well. That smoked yeah, flavor on a on a pepper or, or something like that means you can have a, a veggie or vegan barbecue and have a fantastic time. Oh man, I do it all. It's, I like sharing. I like inviting friends and family over and just having a good party, throwing a mixtape, serve some manager piece wines and I'm good to go, you know? And you don't have to match the color of the wine to the food. You know, that's, you know, I'll, I'll do red wines with fish. You know, it's all good. But, you know, the key is a little bit of prep goes a long way. You know, get your salads done. When I, when I light up my coals, I throw, my, I throw root vegetables in there. So onions, aubergines, beetroots, um, and I use the, I use those coals as a cooking surface. Then I put my grill top on, and then I can do other vegetables and fish and fruit. I mean, I'm always slicing uh, lemons and limes and oranges and getting those those uh, sugars to caramelize. And then uh, dessert, I'll slice some peaches and apples and grill them. Throw them with some ice cream and maybe some crushed almonds or pistachio. You've got a really easy dessert, all cooked over live fire. And there's one thing I have got to question you on, though. Your choice of outfit when barbecuing. Now, as we speak, I've got you on Zoom and you're wearing a rather suitable Hawaiian shirt, but Lycra for barbecuing. I mean, what's all that about? Yeah, you know, you're right. It's not maybe not the most uh, uh, appropriate way to dress, but because I DJ as well, you know, we are DJ barbecue. We, we invented this thing. We have didn't invent it, but we, we've embraced this movement called catertainment. And um, I always look at DJs and I'm like, nah, you look boring. You know, you're just twiddling some knobs and hitting stuff. And <laughs> so I like to dress up. And, but the problem was I was buying a lot of female spandex outfits because they only make the cool, they make the cool stuff for women. So I started getting all my stuff custom made and it just kind of caught on and people just they expect me to be wearing a, a spandex onesie outfit but i suppose it does um, mean that it, there's no dangling bits of cloth that could accidentally fall onto the flames hey, you know what and, and it breathes really well and <laughs> it makes people smile and that's the most important thing because you know you, you get free smiles with my barbecue you get free smiles with our music 
It's all about good times. That sounds good to me. However you barbecue a sausage, the world is a happy place. So <laughs> tell us more about where we can find out about some of the brilliant wines you can enjoy alongside your barbecue this summer. Well, I mean, we've got recipes. So Sky and I, we got teamed up with Angel Peace Wines. We did a bunch of recipes. So the one I've done for them is a uh, sharing steak. So it's a big steak. Gives you time to, like, build a lovely crust, get those flavors rocking, get the fast surrender uh, with a salsa verde. So that's a new mommy bomb of awesomeness. And and we teamed it up with their the Unexpected, which is one of their lovely red blends. And it's all on their website. And you can also follow me on DJ BBQ, Instagram, YouTube. I've got about 300 recipe videos on my channel and Jamie Oliver's channel. So if you're just looking for inspiration, put the meat or the or the veg you want with my name, and there'll be a recipe for you that'll inspire you to have a good time. There we go. I am going away to, to Google DJ Barbecue Corn on the Cob. I think that's 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 the way forward. Uh, Christian, great to speak to you. Have a fantastic barbecuing summer. Keep those ideas coming. Keep looking awesome in your outfits, and we look forward to more from you as we head through the summer months. Thank you, Jay. Hey, remember, make, make sure you go fast and take chances. You can't get hurt in the air and speed's your friend. That's kind of advice I give to all my skateboarding and snowboarding buddies, but I'm going to give it to you too, okay? I, go, I think I'll just stick to barbecuing, but we'll take that on board. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 632 next week. I'll see you then. For half an hour. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.